The Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast is sponsored by U.S. Bank. Embracing what makes us unique creates more possibilities for all. Learn more at usbank.com diversity. U.S. Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast. Here are a few messages from the forum before we start the show. If you enjoy the forum podcast, check out our interactive webinar series, which returns April 23rd. Learn more about April's webinar and register at forumworkplaceinclusion.org slash webinar. Registration is free. The Forum on Workplace Inclusion webinar series are free monthly webinars offering professional and organizational skill building opportunities in diversity, equity, and inclusion topics featuring presenters from industries around the globe. The Forum's webinar series is sponsored by Aon. Lastly, if you're listening to this podcast during the 32nd Annual Conference, Facing Forward, we'd like to say welcome to Day 2. We're excited you're here, and we hope you have a great experience at the conference. With that, I'd like to say thank you to all our listeners and subscribers. You help support the growth of the podcast and reach new listeners. If you like what you're hearing on the Forum Podcast, please consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've already written a review, thank you. Please consider sharing our podcast with a friend, family member, or a colleague you think might find value in the content. Word of mouth is the best way the forum grows, so thank you very much for listening and sharing. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you for joining today's podcast, Building a Personal Brand that Influences with Sarah McNally of Transform, the People Brand Company, and Ingrid Saba of the Ovative Group. I'm Ben Rue, Program Coordinator here at the Forum on Workplace Inclusion. Whether an individual is looking for advancement as a leader, how to deliver on their goals more consistently, insights into communicating more effectively, or creating a mindset that supports emotional and physical well-being in their lives, understanding how they are perceived compared to how they want to be per- perceived is a powerful tool in influencing the life they want to create. There are so many things in life outside of someone's control, whether life events, technology, breakdowns, and of course, people. But what is in everyone's control is their level of self-awareness and their perception of the world. The more someone understands how they show up, how their actions and behaviors create impressions that brand them, the more influence they have in creating the desired results for their lives. In this podcast, Sarah McNally would be led in a Q&A by Ingrid Saba. Sarah will share insights into how strong personal brands are built, hint not by intentions, but by our actions, why you would want to build a strong personal brand, and what gets in the way. Fundamentally, Sarah will ask you to think about what is it like to be in a relationship with me? Sarah McNally is the CEO of Transform Corporation, a transformational consulting company and a contributing author to the book, Our journey to corporate sanity. Sarah's real-world experiences in nurturing, leading, and developing talent have been invaluable foundation for her work in helping companies build inspired organizations and iconic brands. Sarah has learned that driving force for being innovative, collaborative, and customer-centric is clarity of purpose. She states sustained growth and profitability can only be achieved when everyone in the organization is committed to building a strong brand. Sarah's clients have included Delta Airlines, Disney, Thrivent Financial, and Apple Autos Group. Sarah studied theater at the College of St. Benedict. She is a mom of a creative, hilarious, independent daughter named Sydney. She is a wife of a equally creative, hilarious, and musical husband named Eric. 
and when she is not using her superpowers to connect people to purpose, she is usually laughing with one of her four siblings, eating great food and enjoying a glass of wine. Ingrid Saba is a senior talent operation analyst at Oveda Group, a digital marketing agency. In her current role, she supports talent acquisition and onboarding at all levels and business areas. Ingrid earned her bachelor's in strategic communications and a double minor in social justice and African-American studies from the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. Ingrid is passionate about people and driving change within workspaces through understanding an, individual an individual's drivers and motivators, she strives to empower individuals to act, make connections, and skyrocket their careers. Without further ado, I would like to hand things over to Sarah and Ingrid. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, and to have my friend Ingrid Sabah interview me. Uh, as Ben mentioned, Ingrid is a senior analyst in talent operations for Ovative Group in Minneapolis but she's also a Brand Lab alumni and board member at her young age. Um, and I met Ingrid six years ago while she was a senior in high school. And it's just so awesome that we get to have this experience together right now. Um, Ingrid, do you wanna share a little bit about the Brand Lab and how we met? For sure, um, I'm so thrilled to be here, um, especially in this capacity, like thinking back to six years ago, um, I think time is an incredible thing. I was practically an infant um, when we met um, <laughs> in the Brand Lab and Sarah and her father, David, um, through their work with Transform and in partnership with the Brand Lab. So the Brand Lab is an awesome youth organization that is based here in the Twin Cities, um, but also has gone national um, since that we've joined. Um, and their mission is to diversify the marketing and advertising industry by connecting young people to creative opportunities in the industry. Um, I'm incredibly incredibly grateful to them um, and to know Sarah through their work. So really excited to be here and to be chatting today. So yeah, really cool. um, getting right into things, Sarah, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Transform and what your vision is for the organization? Yes, absolutely. So uh, you, I mean, you heard a little bit in the bio from Ben and a little bit about the podcast description and really transform, we look at the people side of brand. So we're not a marketing company and we don't create brands, but we help the people in your organization understand their personal brands and how that aligns to the organization's brand. So another way to put it is we bring brands to life on the inside so that they can thrive on the outside to your customers. And so that's how I, uh, how I met Ingrid. Um, I have the great privilege of volunteering with the Brand Lab and, and once a year in the summertime, I spend a day with the interns, preparing them for their internships and we, I get to teach them about their personal brand. So that really is um, the foundation of our work is really helping people understand how they're perceived. Yeah, I actually remember my summer institute session um, when you and your father came in and that was probably one of the richest experiences, like just as a senior coming out of high school and for someone to come in and kind of position this narrative around like what is your personal brand was like just so powerful, like just coming out of high school, not having an actual clue who I am and going into college, like just such a pivotal time in like my own journey to kind of sit and think about what that means and how I show up um, was a really impactful experience. So thank you for that retroactively. Um, well, 
Of course, and I, I have to say it was equally as powerful for me because I spend the majority of my time working with adults. And, um, and I would say 85% of adults that I work with across uh, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies across many industries have not reflected on their brand, their personal brand. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can you can talk about that. We use the language of brand, but it really is, it's your reputation. You know, it's the legacy. It's the mark you leave on the world. And I don't think generally people spend enough time reflecting on that. And so the opportunity to get um, to spend that time with the Brand Lab students eight years ago now is when I first started doing this. Um, it was hugely impactful for me to be with that age group because I learned as much from you and I was astounded by how quickly um, that, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds could get to their purpose. I mean, <laughs> that age group can articulate their purpose so much more quickly than um, adults can. And so I see a real opportunity there. I mean, what if, what if so many more young people could reflect on their purpose and how they show up and how they want to show up at that age before they are going to college and entering the workforce? I think that um, I don't know. I think we could, uh, we would have a, a, a totally different adult experience if we had that foundation. Absolutely. I think for young people and for people that are further along in their careers and in their educational journeys, I think that personal brand piece is so important and key for like, it's such a powerful tool for self-advocacy um, at a time where you really have to be able to speak up for yourself and what you're excited about. And there is so many opportunities out there for people to take advantage of. But if you don't know how it aligns with you and your goals, like all of it comes together to be really, really important work that we all have to do. Um, yeah. And I'm like, so I treasure the experience of having that conversation with you. Um, but for people who don't know a little, or who would like to know a little bit more, um, like what, how do you define personal brand and why does it matter? Well, the easiest way to describe personal brand is it answers the question, what is it like to be in a relationship with me? So just pause for a moment and think about that question. What is it like to be in a relationship with me? Uh, that can be kind of a scary question. You know, I mean, I know some days, like if I asked my husband, he would say, yeah, yesterday was really good being in a relationship with you. And then there are other days where he might say, yeah, today, not so much. But <laughs> we're actually, you know, thinking about this as a whole, what is it like to be in a relationship? And so I've got a couple definitions. So a definition of brand, which can be corporate product, um, is a perception or feeling that describes the experiences connected to consuming an organization's products and services. So that was a wordy definition, but let me break it down. So it's perception, it's feeling, and it's experiences. So when you are interacting with a brand that you love, whether it's, um, you know, somewhere you like to go eat, uh, you know, maybe you go to a dry cleaner, a coffee shop, whatever, you know, type of businesses or brands you interact with, 
you are having an experience. And um, a lot of times the experience that you're having is actually with another human being. And so that's why organizations understanding that their people are really the brand is so important. But then going back to the, your personal brand, you, your personal brand is a perception or feeling that describes or defines the experience of being in a relationship with you. So again, when you think about the people in your life, um, whether it's personal or professional, so the people, you know, maybe roommates, spouses, children, family, colleagues, bosses, people that report to you, everyone is in relationship with you and they are experiencing your brand. Mm -hmm. And your brand is not about what you think about you. It's how others perceive you and experience you. So you can say, yeah, I'm a really open, honest person. I, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm punctual. I, that's a high standard of mine to be on time. But if someone doesn't have that experience with you, that's not how you're branded. So that's why it's, it's actually, it puts you, when you go through a process of understanding how you show up and how you're perceived, it puts you back in the driver's seat of your life. Because that's really um, the only thing we have control over. I think Ben mentioned that in the description of the podcast. When you think about all of the different circumstances and influences in our lives, most of them we have no control over, you know, whether it's uh, people, first of all, mm -hmm. uh, any uh, uh, outside events, weather, you know, there's so many circumstances we don't have control over. So the only authentic thing we have control over is our level of self and uh, self-awareness, our depth of self-awareness, which ends up influencing how we perceive the world. So understanding how we are perceived puts us back in the driver's seat and uh, gives us the ability to actually create the experiences we wanna have in life with our colleagues, with the people that re report to us, uh, with the people that we report to, and then even personally. So that's why, um, that's, so that's a, a definition of personal brand and, and uh, why it's important. Absolutely. I'm uh, reflecting on the question of what is it like to be in a relationship with you? And my initial reaction was, yikes. And, <laughs> and towards the end in your description of like being in the driver's seat of like one's own life is like so important, especially when so many of us consciously or subconsciously default to direction from any other external force when we can kind of take advantage and have that onus be put on ourselves to then curate or um, foster the narrative that we want for our own working lives or friendships um, and other relationships and things like that that also start from the self. So that's like a lot of layers there that I think are really important to kind of take apart and understand each individually. It is, and, um, and the layers, I love that comment of layers because you know, your personal brand um, is, it's not just how you uh, write about yourself on LinkedIn or, you know, the pictures that you put on Instagram or, or whatever. It, it's about so much more. And so the layer is, there's two parts of your personal brand. There's your brand presence, which is your outward demeanor and appearance. And then there's your brand essence, which is on the inside. Others can't see it, but it's what drives our actions and behaviors. And so often I think we focus on just our presence, you know, how 
the clothes that we wear, um, you know, maybe understanding our communication style, which are all important things. I mean, that, that is very important because that is, that's how we create the impressions through our actions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. But if we don't go down a layer into brand essence and understand what is driving our behavior, then we're missing a huge piece of it. And that is um, our brand essence is defined by our purpose in our life, which is what are we meant to contribute and our vision for our life, which is what do I want to create? And I call that it's the cycle of, of giving. So when you, when giving is not just, um, you know, giving to someone, the other aspect of giving is receiving. And so at your brand essence purpose is about what do I want to give back to the world? What am I meant to give back to the world? Because we all have something unique to contribute mm -hmm. and vision is about, and what do I want to create in this world, which is more about what do I want to receive in this lifetime? So that's a really fundamental part of, of understanding your personal brand. And it really answers the question of, well, why, why would I put the effort into it? Why, why would I put all the effort into understanding how I'm perceived? And the answer is, if you have clarity about what you want to create, um, because we're creating no matter whether we know it or not, we're always creating. So if you can consciously think about what you want to create, and then you can pair that up with your purpose, what you're meant to contribute, that's a powerful combination. Absolutely. You described it so well. It's like you do this. Um, when you talk Thank you. About, yes, I, I do do this. You do this. Like, you <laughs> do this. like, this is awesome. Like, when you talk about those fundamentals and the purpose and the essence of someone's brand, I think without unpacking it and understanding it for what it is, it can maybe, maybe get lost or not understood as fully. So if those things are happening and maybe they're happening on autopilot, what would you say are the biggest challenges to having an authentic personal brand? Is it I think that, Sorry. yeah, I mean, I think it, when you think about a, a personal brand that wouldn't be perceived as authentic, I think it would probably be someone whether you use the language of brand or not, that is not being perceived as authentic. And so using the language of unpacking that, if someone is coming across as insincere or fake, I mean, there's, there's so many ways someone could show up inauthentically, you know? So um, say someone is showing up as um, insincere, um, so, you know, so you, you unpack that in one way, what's, what's driving the behavior of, of being insincere? Are they not believing what they're saying? Are they, uh, not being straightforward? They're telling you something that they don't actually believe in. Um, and then there's the other part of inauthenticity, which is, um, not feeling confident and good enough in who you are. And so you put on the different masks to try to please the audience that's in front of you. And so there's, you know, the, that, that's a whole conversation in and of itself, because there is a, t there is a place for understanding your audience and being flexible mm -hmm. around your, your communication style. But when it comes to personal brand, our greatest hope is that you really connect to um, 
what is so awesome about you and it's actually about really harnessing that and um and being really authentic so i think there's different reasons why someone would be inauthentic and i i would say most of the time it's because they are coming from a lack of, they're coming from a lack of self-belief and confidence that they really do matter so that's probably one of the first steps that someone could take is understanding how much they matter and really getting clear on what's driving um, that lack of com confidence and limiting belief. Absolutely. I actually loved what you said about um, kind of harnessing it and like, it's almost like wrangling your superpower and 100% kind of like arming yourself with that. And you talked about confidence and in my current role um, in talent operations at Ovative Group, I've seen that play out for people so many times where, like for example, if you're interviewing for a job, um, like not having that essence of confidence or self-assuredness that you've made it this far of your own accord and of your own hard work and maybe this is the perfect role for you um, and completely aligns with your values and things like that, but if you don't believe any of those things to be true about yourself or you haven't reflected on them, it definitely comes off. And it just, I've seen it play out at the deficit of so many candidates. And it's just like, there's a fine line between um, maybe cocky or overly confident or whatever it is, but that the most important piece of that confidence aspect is that trust of self and like owning that, I think for people, if that makes sense. Of course, I think that's such a great example, you know, because again, when you think about, so th if you think about someone who like you, you in what you do, so you are, you are recruiting talent, you're interviewing talent. And so how they show up is so important and, and their awareness of how they show up. Mm -hmm. And again, that's when I say it puts you back in the driver's seat. I, I personally believe that we are suffering, suffering from an epidemic of victimhood in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think if people took more accountability for their lives, and that word can have a bad rap as well, you know, because people can think accountability feels heavy. But again, it's really putting you back in the driver's seat. So if you were, say, to get some feedback to say, um, around how you showed up, and so um, just really generalize, you, you didn't get a job, um, and so then, and if you were open to the feedback around why you didn't get a job and you could reflect on how you showed up, how that contributed. So there are many things that could contribute. Maybe you didn't have the experience and the skills that were necessary, but so often it can be around how you show up. And so in how you show up, do you, are you showing up with confidence so that that other person can trust you to handle a job that you might not have all the experience you need for, but you show up in a way that it builds trust. And if you don't show up in that way, it's having the awareness that I, I didn't show up as confident as I could, mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna figure out what drove that versus going into a victim mentality saying, it was either about someone else or, you know, I'm just not good at this or, you know, whatever, whatever defeatist kind of conversation you have with yourself. And, you know, these are, these are really 
important but sometimes challenging skills to learn and we're we're talking about this in the lens of personal brand and and organizations and thriving in organizations and personal development but the truth is is that sometimes for for someone they need to actually unpack really deep limiting self-beliefs oh. and um and really get to the core of um you know, what is driving these limiting self-beliefs and how can I really make the change on the inside so that I show up differently on the outside? Because you have all the power to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm kind of um, getting into a therapy session right now. So oh, no, we're going deep. This is amazing because what you were just describing now, like I'm imagining um, myself or another person who would have to be able to like practice that deep level of self-awareness and also some vulnerability with themselves to be aware that that's what's happening and then to be able to articulate that, whether it be in an interview or any other situation, um, and to like have that conversation with themselves or with another person. Like you're taking a lot of layers off to essentially be so vulnerable to then build up your brand or to just be transparent about what your brand is and what the roots of who you are are. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, you know, in all honesty, I mean, let's just go there. What I find so interesting in this day and age, I mean, I grew up with, and this is still part of the vernacular that you have your personal life and your professional life. And in the last few years, I've started to think that's kind of bizarre. You know, we, it's just one life. Like I don't, I really don't have a personal life and a professional life. It's just, I'm, I am the constant throughout my life. And I have these different spaces that I show up in, but I don't think it's, it is appropriate um, or fair to say whatever might be happening in your personal life, don't bring it to work or whatever's happening in your work life, don't bring it home. I, I don't think that's possible. I think there's different boundaries, obviously, and levels of professionalism and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that we are these whole human beings that are having this experience. And there are a lot of pieces and parts to that. And yeah. so um, we are, we're organizations made up of a bunch of human beings, a bunch of human beings that have their own stories, that have their own baggage, and a lot of times have their own unchecked um, for lack of a better word, trauma. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the work that I do in helping people understand how they show up, but I do a lot of work in aligning teams is helping people see how they impact one another. That's really what it's, it's about. It's really creating that level of awareness of how we impact each other, because that's just a fact. We impact each other. And so how I'm showing up impacts you. And it's not about being perfect, but it is about having that level of awareness. And one of the, I was with a a dear friend of mine recently, who's a therapist, and she said a sentence to me that is, is used, she was using it through the lens of therapy, but it was trauma that is not transformed is transferred. Mm -hmm. And I really related to that in terms of my work in helping people understand how they show up. If, if the, if working with people who have never done their work to heal certain aspects of their life, quite often bring it into the workplace and bring it into those relationships. So they're transferring it to, uh, onto other people. 
And I think that's a huge opportunity for people to, again, understand their impacts on each other and take some responsibility for it. Um, and it's only going to benefit you, it's mm -hmm. the individual. It's not just going to benefit the people who are in relationship with you. It's going to benefit you as well. Absolutely. Like, that was incredibly profound. Um, I think just unpacking that for myself real time just now, like the component about being whole people in the working world and like the guard is the stop, uh, restart. The bar or the disconnect between your personal and work life is non-existent, being that we're whole people coming into any space that we're entering into. But I think what you're talking about in terms of like bettering yourself for those around you and also just for yourself, like is also a very um, glass half full perspective, I would say, in terms of evolution and like your brand not being constant um, or your perception not being constant in terms of like where you've been in your life. So kind of taking it back to meeting yes. years ago, like six years ago, I was fresh out of high school and um, my brand was different then. And just understanding that this work and like this understanding of self is like a continuous thing and a continuous journey. And that however you assess yourself to be presently may not be what you will be in the future, but you have to start the work at some point and it's holistic and impacts and touches all aspects of one's life. Um, so I just like, I'm really resonating with that narrative of it being an evolution of self um, and how you're perceived and what your brand is and, and not just being this um, stagnant thing that like you come to understand and then you're good. Like you'll have different experiences and different understandings and different engagements with other people that will also be of impact to your own um, story, which is just huge to think about. Totally. That you're so wise, Ingrid. You're so <laughs> wise. I mean, that's so awesome. And you're absolutely right. I mean, your brand, it does evolve. So you know, let me ask you this, um, and, and we can go back and forth around this. So you, you got to spend that time with me six years ago and understanding your brand. And one of the, like we have talked about already, the fundamental pieces of understanding your brand and answering the, why would I want to put all this effort into building a strong brand is around your purpose. So there's some constants in our brand, um, that, um, remain the same from a foundational perspective. You know, there's lots of tweaks that we can make and we can have aspirations around, I want to be perceived as, uh, you know, more punctual or, you know, I want to have better response rates to when someone texts me or emails me that I respond more quickly. And I, you know, I want that to show up in my, the experience someone has with my brand. But when you think about the last six years for you, can you think about an example of how, and you may need to, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, but between, you know, leaving high school, being in college and now in the workforce, what are some constants about your brand, but what has evolved for you? Six years ago, I was fresh out of high school. I think I've said that a couple of times, like I still can't believe it. Time has passed, like I'm having a transcending experience just now. And I didn't know what was coming next, but I just thought graduating high school was a big deal. So um, 
first generation student um, and coming from an immigrant background and so much of the work that I was doing and the relationships that I was trying to foster, I really did it to just kind of better and uplift to my family narrative. Um, and like, it's cheesy, like I did it for my mom and that was like a huge thing. And now in my six fast forwarding into the future, it's like, there's just so much more going on and I have to do it for myself now versus like investing all of this time and effort into pleasing other people, like learning how to prioritize self in this like really busy world. And like you are in this like vessel of life, if you will. And it's so easy to um, want to take the back seat because like we've discussed, like if you're in the driver's seat, you have all the control, you can take it where you want to go and you're in control, I guess. And like having that control is something that was pretty intimidating to me, like now reflecting live with you through that. Um, and in terms of like brand and brand presence, I, think of this moment about two years ago, I was asked to speak at um, the Brand Labs Fearless Conversation, um, which is a marquee event for the organization at the Walker Art Center. And I was so nervous, like the most nervous human being ever. And I was on stage with like such incredible leaders. The CEO of my own organization was up there and we were talking about um, symbolism and diversity and inclusion in the workplace and my family was front row and I was just so happy to like see them in the audience and I remember talking to my sister after the fact and she was just like you are like black girl magic like you did the thing like you went up on stage <laughs> you were so eloquent and poised and this that and the other thing and like I couldn't hear her because I was just a ball of nerves and anxiety and like didn't have that confidence that other people were seeing in me. And I always think of like her stopping me and saying that to me and then having it also resonate with my other friends who were other women of color that came up to me and were just like, you crushed it, you did so well, this, that, and the other thing. And that was like a huge event for myself and other people, I think, to see um, for their own reasons. But I think now, um, have, being on this like journey of like self-confidence and like self-discovery and um, understanding my brand in terms of like the impact that I have on other people, like getting a little bit outside of myself to see um, how I show up in the workplace or at different events or on campus when I'm doing um, recruiting work, um, I think has been such an awesome thing to put on other people's glasses, if you will. Like I think that is the stretching that needs to happen or it has happened for myself um, to be able to kind of like hone in on that superpower and be able to kind of then lead with what I think is like just a really genuine and like authentic sense of self. I am also rambling at this point, but that is something that is- No, it's great. Um, where I'm just like taking time to like reflect on those moments a little bit more and to understand them for what they are and what they could be for other people um, has been a big part of my journey, I would say. I think that that is awesome. And so what I would like to reflect back to you is 
that what I, what I, and I know you, so I have the advantage of, of knowing you, um, uh, and is your brand. So how you're perceived and I might not be using the language that you would have in your brand profile, but, um, you know, is, uh, confidence and leadership and passion, um, and empathy and, um, all of those things, um, and passion around what you believe in passion about being a woman of color, passion about, um, coming from immigrant parents, you know, all of those things and the expression of your brand is felt in being on stage, um, for the brand lab is in doing some of these things that is really the expression of your purpose and your brand and confidence doesn't mean there's an absence of fear by any stretch of the imagination, you know, um, that that's so appropriate, but you do confidence is having that fear and still and doing it, uh, despite that and that and that is courage as well so I love everything that you've said because I think you've articulated how you express your brand and would you say that having the opportunity and again it's not it's not just about the work that you did with with me but even having the opportunity to be part of something like the brand lab where you got to think about yourself and how you show up does it, it may be unconscious, but does it help you um, express yourself more publicly or create the opportunities for yourself to really uh, to express your brand and show people what you're capable of? And, and so therefore you get opportunities and you get noticed and you get exposure. Would you say there's a connection there? Huge connection. Like you have taken the words out of my literal mouth. Like having that experience with you via brand lab during summer institute that summer i would say consciously we were going through um a workshop essentially where we are being very intentional and proactive about having a conversation around what is my personal brand and beyond that it becomes a subconscious journey where you are just it, it's reinforcing something subconsciously having done that work and having it be something to come back to and ground in. And it happened so many times, like after that summer, like going into my freshman year in college, you're introducing yourself to people over and over and over again, and you're getting to meet new folks and you're just um, having to just introduce yourself, like something as simple as that, like, who are you? like having done that work was reinforced and transformed like over the course of time. And like now here early in my career, it's like I can look back and like those are milestones where I had to like stop and check in with myself on like, where am I at? Like, I guess what is, what am I doing right now? And how does that play into my identity? Um, if you will. So I think it all, it's uh, cause and effect there in terms of like what the journey is, like it plays with one another. And doing this work, like, I'm sure you have, like, experienced, like, so many breakthroughs with other people and other organizations. Like, how, what's that experience like for you? Well, I, I mean, so let me answer it this way. I believe in this work so much because of my own journey. And I went through a, a very challenging time in my life. I mean, a whole decade you know, a whole decade of um, really um, not feeling worthy 
and that's the word I use because um, that was that ended up being what what shifted for me was being able to course correct and start to connect to my worth. I mean, that's that's how I describe that journey. And so I really, really believe in the power of understanding who you are, how you show up, what drives your behaviors and your actions, and healing what needs to be healed so that you can be the most amazing version of yourself. And I think everybody has that ability. And now I, um, you know, my story is that everybody has a story, first of all, you know, and some are incredibly tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but everybody does have a story. I mean, that's part of the human experience is to go through the low times. And, um, and that's how you really fully appreciate the, the more higher times, you know, the mm-hmm. more upbeat times. But I do think that there are so many people that don't, um, do that reflective work, um, and, and uncover, some of the things that are really getting in their way, which is themselves, you know, it's, it's ultimately themselves. So I, I believe that there's, there's such an opportunity for the world for more people to become self-aware. And I personally believe in the work that I do that I see a future where organizations take more responsibility for the well-being of their employees so that they're a catalyst for their employees living thriving lives mm-hmm. versus being the cause of um, real unhappiness, which ends up transcending to their families as well as customers. Yeah. So this work is hugely meaningful for me and I feel totally honored to be able to do it. You know, I, I it's just, it's really, it's really powerful and it's powerful to be able to offer an opportunity for people to reflect on what what is their purpose and their vision for their life and ultimately having people really understand how much they matter i think more and more people get to understand how much they matter absolutely like that was huge i can only respond to say like it's such a treasure to have this conversation with you just now, but to also know you beyond um, this audio recording and to have had those experiences and like they're continuous. So I look forward to continuing to build and grow with you and like in another six years who I'll be and who you'll be and what we'll talk about then. But in the meantime. I know, how cool is that? How, how cool is that? I thank you so much Ingrid for agreeing to be on this podcast with me. So much more fun than me just talking by myself <laughs> to whoever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so an honor here too. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to the forum. Absolutely. Thanks forum. Thanks Sarah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah and Ingrid. Like, um, I also want to give a special thank you to Ingrid for being willing to do this interview. Um, Sarah may have been joking, but we really do appreciate it and find it a lot more engaging to be able to have a, a, a great dialogue like this for our listeners. So thank you both so much. And for, like I said, before being part of our 2020 podcast series, um, I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today um, for this, you know, just 
very engaging and thought-provoking podcast definitely made me think about what it's like to be in a relationship with me and reminded me of why I throw a party every year for my friends to thank them for letting me <laughs> the way that I do every year. <laughs> Part of my oh, we want to come. <laughs> Boxing not? day. So I, I say thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates and the latest episodes. Also, tell us what you think by reviewing our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. For more information, visit us at forumworkplaceinclusion.org or search Workplace Forum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much and have a great day. The Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast is recorded at Augsburg University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One of the most diverse private colleges in the Midwest, Augsburg University offers more than 50 undergraduate majors and nine graduate degrees to 3,400 students of diverse backgrounds at its campus in the vibrant center of the Twin Cities and nearby Rochester, Minnesota location. Augsburg educates students to be informed citizens, thoughtful stewards, critical thinkers, and responsible leaders. And Augsburg education is defined by excellence in the liberal arts and professional studies, guided by the faith and values of the Lutheran Church, and shaped by its urban and global settings. Learn more at augsburg.edu.